You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IVP Podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Avram Kivalevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. We've got the kiln fired up. We've got the furnace prepped. We're about to unsheath the laser fire of Tyra. Yes, Rizcha de Raisa is coming your way. But first, you've heard of me on this platform touting NRS, a great company whose many dedicated employees I get to see in action. NRS Pay has recently launched its new cost-cutting program called Cash Discount. The way it works is any vendor using NRS Pay Cash Discount has their sale register tabulating automatically a dual pricing which offers customers a choice of a cash payment, which could result in up to a 4% discount over swiping their card. If your business meets the $18,000 a month threshold, there's absolutely no monthly fee to incur. NRS Pay Cash Discount makes it less expensive to accept credit cards, so you'll save money while helping your customers save at the same time. NRS is offering a time-limited deal right now on this state-of-the-art system You'll get a free card reader with zero hidden fees, no long-term contract, and no early termination fee, which means you can switch your processing plan without penalty. NRS Pay is a proud part of the IDT Corporation that I've been associated with for over 10 years and has integrity built into its corporate DNA. I know its founder and officers and salespeople, and they truly stand by their product and will help you with live stateside-based customer service on any issue or question. Check nrspay.com for more information or call 833-289-2767. And now, Rizcha Daraisa, coming your way. Get ready. It's basically the sixth day of the Gaza war. This must be Rizcha Daraisa. It's hard to, uh, to uh, have a sense of levity here, but I'm so happy that I'm finally back with Yisif uh, Gavriel Bechafer. So tell us, where were you when the war broke out? Yes, I was in Kiryat Gat in a section that the community has called Karmei Gat. And there is a very fast-growing Anglo community there of 200 strong families of mostly American, Canadian, and um, Brits, South Africans, Australians, who have gravitated towards this area Basically, because they wanted a, a yadut that was, I think, tolerant, a yadut that was understanding, also that they could feel comfortable. And it was, it's a very quiet, although extreme, torridly hot during the daytime community. So that's where I was. How far is that from Gaza? So Kiryat is approximately about 40 or 50 miles from Gaza. So, which is pretty close. There was a, um, a rocket that did hit two blocks away from where I was. It was quite close, actually. It was the, it hit the house of the Rav of Halichat Olam. It's interesting in, in Eretz Yisrael, if you go throughout many of the Sephardi Batek Nisiot, they're named for various. Many of them are named at various farim of Chacham Avadia. So Chacham Avadia wrote a sefer called Halichat Olam, which was his hasogos really on the Ben Ishtai. And uh, this 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 rabbi of this Beit Knesset, a place where I've spoken many times, his house was was the top of his house was shattered by a a, a rocket. This time around, yes. Wow. So it's a good thing I guess I wasn't staying by him because I did not go into the mamad they call it a mamad because it's a it's a room that has reinforced steel. 
In other words, the the door is is made out of something that, you know, perhaps can't be penetrated by 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 the bomb. I did not go to the Mamad. Uh, I told him I'm signing a waiver. And and the truth is is that um, you know, at at that time, this was the smokescreen to the the real intent, of course, of the of the terrorists. You know, it was like, oh, here's some more bombs. Oh, you know, et cetera. And of course, this was only really a way to. It was part of the bob and weave. It was part of the way to disent to sort of like discombobulate the security forces. And as it's already been documented very well. And on my way, I should say the other, I guess, effect I've seen of the war firsthand, besides my friend the rabbi's house getting top of it getting blown off, the roads were quite empty on my trip from Kiryat to Yerushalayim, but. There was a 15-minute delay as I saw um, a tank unit, um, the tanks being pulled by huge trucks uh, on their way down south. And uh, it was you know, very heartening to see that. In general, yeah, more questions, please. Um, that was very brief. Uh, what, what, uh, <laughs> what, what is the impression? What are the people saying around you? Are people in a good, positive mood, a negative mood? Are you in a positive mood, a negative mood? You know, optimistic, pessimistic. My first feeling when when I discovered, and, and by the way, uh, one of the things that my Baba boss said was, "You must turn on your phone." And I, I was sort of in a daze because I was, you know, still hardly awake, and I was wondering why. Why did I turn on my phone? You know, and I, 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 I guess I turned on my phone, <laughs> so my phone was on uh, on Shabbos. I think he said that because because you know you, you, you I might need to contact you and et cetera. And again, he's probably correct on some level. So I was able to uh, to see as the phone was on and it didn't shut off. I was able to look over and see all the reports coming in uh, over my phone, and it was it was clear that what we were talking about was something horrific and terrible. My initial feeling was I was in shock that these events were starting to occur on on, on Shmuel's terrace. Uh, I think I told you that earlier today, but I think for myself personally, I was thinking, I am sort of happy that I'm here in Eretz Israel. The 67 war was something that is etched in my memory because I remember the panic and the fear and the seriousness of all the adults. The 73 war, of course, you were there. I wasn't, but I was in Yeshiva. And every other war and every other event, even the ones that my son as a soldier had to be involved in, I was basically on the sidelines davening and, and perhaps worrying. And here I was, part of Claudius Israel, part of the people under attack. And I I, I thought it was supposed to be here. Is this not called that? So my son, all, most, many of my son's friends were. It seems like you're after your army service, you were attached to a, a Miluim unit, a reserve unit. And I don't know if something happened with his reserve unit that sort of withered away to the fact that, to the point that none of the people in his reserve unit have to serve anymore. So I don't know if this was, you know, a glitch in the red tape, but he has not been called up. And he talked to me today about his feelings. On one hand, he's able to be with his two very young children and to help his wife. They don't really have a huge support system other than those families that I was talking about that they feel a commonality in terms of religiosity and attitude. However, many of his friends were, and I witnessed myself Seven to ten uh, young men in Kipot, including the Balabos, who woke me up, getting ready, packing their stuff, and getting ready to uh, getting ready to go to the bases wherever they were being sent to. It is it's really quite it's really quite astonishing. 
quite astonishing the positivity, their attitudes, the almost the light in their eyes. There was no fear in any of these people. They, none of them were shaking as they were going. In general, the people in, in Kiryat Gat, which I would say of the 300, you know, there's 360,000 young men, uh, actually young is, is, is not exactly true. Up until the age of 40, you know, you can get called up. And there was a 70-year-old man who was a retired doctor who was called up. And unfortunately, he was called up from Kiryat Gat in order to act as part of the Zaka units. Again, I, I, if you've seen any of the reportage uh, about what the work they've been doing, it's some of the most horrid, terrible work that any human being would ever have to face. I would say that the the women, because I was still there in Kiryat Gat, I kept Yant of Shady like I did last year in a very strange, uh, I was in bed most of the time because I wasn't feeling well, but I wasn't doing Malocha. But I did come downstairs and uh, I did notice that there were these, the women whose husbands had gone away, that they were a support group for each other, talking to each other, of course, all keeping the kids at bay. And it was uh, it was quite, 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 quite interesting. And I would say I did not see any types of shuddering terror. I didn't see people moaning or, or begging God for, for understanding. It was, it was, it was uh, quite a level of positivity. And I think in, in many ways, I've, I see that here in uh, Yerushalayim. But I saw Yerushalayim something even greater. I saw Yerushalayim a, a, a great effort from everyone to really interact with each other in a, in a positive way. I know it sounds like I might be superimposing upon them, uh, superimposing about what I like them to be like. But I noticed it because I've been davening in a number of shuls and a number of places in Yerushalayim. And, you know, even, even, even today, um, I davened in the, the Rehov Yafo Shtiblach, which is a Sephardi Shtibl. It's right by Rehov Yafo in the Rehov Yifil Mechopinus. But when I was there today davening, and, you know, I saw an elder, you know, he, not so much older than me, but I saw that he wanted, uh, you know, I had already set myself up for Marit. And he, I saw that this was his place, so I recognized that. So I stood up, I said, no, no, and I, I sensed it. And when he saw me looking for a tissue, he, 15 seconds later, there were two tissues, you know, right in front of me. Uh, you know, they daven in that Bit Knesset, in that Shtibol, it's full of all different types of Jews, but all the Minyanam are done and the Chazan was not wearing a jacket. He didn't have a beard. And the Tehillim that he said after the Tefillah, and the spontaneous bracha for the Chayavim that was said, um, specifically, and and everyone came around the Chazan to listen and to say Amen, including the Chassidah Shechever, the Yishalmi's, the Jabbers, and I thought that was that was quite 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 great. Yesterday, when I when I went to meet the editors of our uh, of our great little program here, as you know, we've 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 upgraded a couple of months ago. And I went to see our our editor Ben Wallach, uh, and I went up in the in, a, in his high rise elevator. The clearly not religious people in the elevator with me. We we spoke about how God should save and be matzil and 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 take care of our soldiers and. I have to say, and again, as a shtickle kid room, probably, but the Americans that I'm around here in the hotel, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> they're they're so persnickety, and you know, like, why are you even saying hello to me? And the Eretz the Yerushalmi's, all over, all different stripes, have really adopted a positivity towards each other, at least, at least the way I've seen it. You know, again, if that's part of the tikkun that we need, 
that's what I would say. I didn't see any fear. I did see uh, in that, and I'll tell you why I was in that neighborhood. I can't reveal the name of the person, but there is a tzaddik who lives in that area, who lives and his family uh, lives in the United States. And uh, I am a teacher of his, of his son and his grandson and his grandchildren. And uh, he has he empowered me to be his shliach, to teach them and to do what, to sort of be his eyes. So I felt a responsibility to come to his house and to sit with him and to learn. And the truth is, I will tell you, I was just learning with him. And we were learning Shulchan Aruch. And I mentioned to him something uh, that I sent you. Do you remember I sent you this the, the letters from Rav Tzariel? Yes. So Rav Don Setel put together in the Gilion uh, Elil of Haotzer a beautiful collection of uh, letters, emails, uh, and 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 machshavot about Rav Moshe Tzariel. So I know saying At the end of the collection, he mentions a ha'ora that he had that the machlokas Bavli or Shalmi, how where we learn out the mokor for a minion. That you, or a dovership kedusha needs asoda, is where whether it is the mokar is from like the bavli, ultimately from adas kairach and then the maraglin, or is it from the asara achayosif? And the rabbeinu bachti actually says there in in, in the pasuk of the that he actually gives adifus to the other mokar because this way you're learning dovership kedusha from tzadikin, not from rishayim. So don't sit there. Somehow came across the Shara Giluim from Rechaim Vital that says that the Asaris Hashvatim were Nizgalgil in the in the Maraglim. So I was learning with with a group of people along with this tzaddik, and I mentioned uh, this point that I had seen in this article. He popped up. He says, "Yeah, it's a chiddush So I looked it up and I saw that he mentions that it's found in Shara Giluim Hakdom Elamid Vov. So five seconds, he brings out the Sharogim Gulen from, from his shelf, and we looked it up, and we saw it. And we saw that that's what Yosef meant when he said, Miraglim Atem. When Yosef said, Miraglim Atem, he said that you were going, this is already the Osid of, of, of that Avera. So basically, Don Setter's point was that it's really the same Limut, or that, that that's, that's the Tikkun that they needed. Eventually, it's not like that second Google was particularly successful for them. Since it says according to one opinion. So uh they failed at that. No, no, my friend, my my friend that Sadiq pointed out that if you look in this Shara Gilgulam, he doesn't say Gilgul. He says they were it was Ebor. And as he oh. explained to me, that Ebor is different than Gilgul. Ebor needs a Right. And there, and therefore what happened was actually they were in the Maraglim up until the point that the Dibara came out. And as as we know, the the Aseris Hashvatim okay, was an anathema. So my point is is that I came to see this man uh, who is a Balchuva who who lives a Chayit Snil Chein Gamo, and I felt I had to come see him, and I learned with him, and we talked in not only in Halacha but in Kabbalah. So my, that's what I was doing there, and that's actually I was actually running from his house to come and make this program with you today. So yes, that's why I was there, and I noticed not only in his house because I expected from a tzaddik, but from everyone in the Beit Knesset 
a sense of unity, a sense of connectivity. And as I was trying to go get my car, which I had parked, I think illegally, I saw the, the a, a different type of policeman, the Mishtar Aghul. And uh, these guys are all giants. And uh, I, I approached the fellow and I said, you know, and this big guy, uh, you know, looked down at me, this giant, and, you know, he, he acknowledged and gave me a, a sense that, yes, he's on the job. So that is, that, that is straight off the press from Yerushalayim. I, I saw that uh, my, my friend Yitzhak Adlerstein said to me that Yerushalayim is a ghost town. Traffic is definitely lighter than usual. People are being more sensitive and, and worried, but it, it, it was not a ghost town in the Shtiblach. It was not a ghost town on Davidka. It was not a ghost town um, in the streets. So, so, I wanted to know, does it make you feel uh, bad in any way that the most pro-Israel speech in history was given by a president that you and your ilk detest? The Israelis love the speech. They have tremendous Akkara Zatov. I think that the Orthodox Jews who are Trumpists are going to have a very hard time with that. Look, I am not a Trumpist. I believe no. Biden is... Sure. I have never. I think Rabbi I have never. Look, I. You, if you're going to ask me whether I would have been happier had Trump remained president, yes. But that does not mean that I was a am a Trumpist. I think Trump is clearly deranged and clearly a person that is. But is, never is such a speech. Trump is not capable of emoting and feeling anything that sounds anything remotely real. And and Biden is, by the way, come on, that has always been his bread and butter to talk about the pain. The, the question here is, first of all, you know as well as I do that there was appeasement in a way that was done for uh, uh, for the sake of Iran. Um, that it's many Iran. people. Everyone says Iran. It's going to shoot somebody down Iran. Iran gets, they got $6 billion last month. There's nothing to do with happen, whatever happened with Hamas. Let's make that clear. Okay, I don't understand. This is a this is a red herring, which again the Trumpists bring up all the time. There's the six billion dollars which they paid for five hostages, which Israel would easily pay for hostages, right? Is nothing to do with this war. Is that, is that uh, maybe I'm speaking uh, you not? No, what I'm talking. If you listen to the Hamas videos, they publicly thank Iran. Of course, they thank Iran. Iran's the only support in the world. Thank Iran needed six billion dollars for America in order to support. They're supporting them for years. Okay. All right. Look, you know, again, I am not a, a political uh, maven. All I can tell you is, is that, uh, you know, Biden has not stood up in the world and shown America as a very strong, determined, forceful country. Yes, he made a very pro-Israel speech because <clears throat> Netanyahu showed him the the savagery the the of, of what had occurred. Uh, he perhaps didn't realize how horrible. How vicious. Some, some Israeli radio, I listened to Israeli radio, so he made the point that in a way he was even better than Nixon in the Yom Kippur War because in Yom Kippur War, Nixon at Kissinger's behest delayed the aid. And this is really the big question. If we go into, and it looks like it's going to happen, that there's going to be boots on the ground, and boots on the ground means street fighting. It means terrible fighting. Will American American money, first of all, we know will probably be there to help replenish uh, the artillery that we need. And how much are they going yes, to the elect? The anti-Semitic Democratic Party overwhelmingly, is overwhelmingly pro-giving money to Israel. 
you know, I, I can't believe that, you know, you, you want to, you know, you want to dance around now and, and be happy that, that, that Biden, who you wanted to be elected for the most selfish reasons. I'm going to tell our listeners to go back to the episodes before the election, where basically the only reason you said, I wanted Biden because he was going to reduce my taxes, which he turned out not to do. Which that's right. Say. You thought Biden would but make it easier also, for you. Trump. Had he been elected, I would not. I would not vote for Trump. Would have voted for a third party candidate because had Trump been elected president, and had, if he will be elected president, it would be a disaster for the entire world. So I want to point make a point. I was criticized by an Israeli just being in America and not being able to be imonochi uh, b'tzara. Uh, uh, I felt very hurt by that. I felt that you know we're not two separate nations just because we're in America and Israel. Yes. I don't have any children in the army. I don't have any grandchildren in the army. But I felt I, I felt I was upset. I, I felt upset. Or he was basically confronting you on your whole life that you decided right. to live in America and right. make your life there because there's nothing you can do now. now. And of course, you actually have said on this program that you thought you were going to live in Israel. It was basically uh, your your fear or inability, or you didn't think you were able to find a woman uh, that brought you back. So again, you know, you, you, you can't go back and, and, and redo your life. Clearly, the B'nai Eretz Yisrael, as this event shows, live with much more Messiris Nefesh than we do. Whatever you want to say about living in Brooklyn or Crown Heights or other places where you have to set up, you know, you have to bring policemen uh, in front of the schools, we all know that that is nothing compared to what it's like here, where every single bus stop might turn into a... a, 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 a I'm not a, saying this person is wrong intrinsically. I think this was... You can make the same argument that the person in Yushalayim doesn't know what suffering means because they don't live, don't live in the state road. Point taken. I, again, I, what I, I, would, I would say, dear listeners, especially our American ones, I, I, I do not follow Rabbi Yasef's example and say, okay, you see how great Democrats are. You see how great Biden is. Truth is, is that I don't see a great Democrats are a great Biden. I just try to needle you. All I can tell you is that you know Biden uh, subjected Israel to criticism that was completely out of bounds. It's not going to be Biden or You know what was? I don't know why it was affecting me so much, but seeing the Arch of Titus lit up in the Israeli flag, that was that was amazing. It's symbolic in some way, right? I think I said it said somebody said that's that's a kiyum of Am Hanetzach Lo Mefachei Miderech Haruka. It's been a long derech since the Arch of Titus, but they show him among the devil and the Arch of Titus. I, I, okay, maybe the, uh, you know does it mean very much? I don't know. But I found it very Well, if it does, if it is a harbinger of the Pamone Gula, uh, I know that uh, I, I'm in the right place. I believe to be Makabel Pnei Mashiach. I'll give him your regards, Rabbi Yisrael. I'll tell him that. I'll tell him that. Wait, wait around. There's, there's somebody coming soon on the next plane. Take care, everybody. We'll have some more reports from Eretz Hakadosh. We'll see you soon. Take care, everybody. Be well. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope you liked what you heard. If you did, please take a moment to share this or any of the many episodes available on our platform with friends in order to help grow our community. Until next time, shalom.